Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 31 of Real Shift Happens. In this episode, we're reading chapter one of the amazing book, The Feeling is the Secret by Neville Gardard. So stay tuned because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So in this episode, we are going to read chapter one of the book, The Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. And this book is so amazing and deep that I wanted to just read it outright as opposed to just reviewing it because it, every single line is, is a jewel and a gem. So it's it just, you. I, I could not do it justice by just doing a review because I'm sure there will be something missed. So the book is broken up into four chapters. So I want to read chapter one on this episode and continue with the next chapters in my next episodes. So we'll get right into that right after our five minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. We will now begin the meditation Sit comfortably wherever you are. Relax your shoulders and gently close your eyes. Feel at ease with yourself and keep yourself relaxed. Now imagine that a ray of light is entering from the crown of your head where the seventh chakra, the crown chakra, is situated. Moving the light all the way down through the central energy channel, parallel to the spine, down to the perineum area, where the first chakra is located, the root chakra. Now imagine that your mind is beaming that light slowly down into the root and it turns red and covers the first chakra. Take a deep breath and as you keep your attention fixed on the point where this chakra is located, imagine that the air you inhale and exhale is also red in color. Start visualizing how the root chakra 
is gradually releasing all the negative stagnant energies from the body and making way for fresh positive flows of energy now imagine this energy moving up to the second chakra the sacral located just below the navel area think of it to be an orange colored light pure energy mentally clean any blocked energy and release all the negativity spinning it around in the orange light until it disappears now moving up to the third chakra the solar plexus roughly three fingers above the navel focus there on the color yellow imagine that the color is growing in intensity and allow yourself to feel its strong vibrations in each part of your body imagine that you're able to breathe the color yellow and imagine yourself to be filled up with this color as you feel deep inside its clarity and growing awareness making you feel stronger and more confident now move up to the fourth body chakra the heart breathe in very pure emerald green light and feel it entering your body imagine it's settling down and then again expanding into your heart make an effort to expand this light further from your heart into your entire being let the light envelop you and imagine that the light is spreading all around you until you feel that you become the green light now gently take your attention up to the fifth chakra the throat where you can imagine the color of the sky and the sea a beautiful blue feel that color as it lies within yourself starting from the throat let this color spread the positive energy of truth purity cleanliness and peace all around you see this light feel its energy all around you moving up to the sixth chakra which is also called the third eye chakra honing in on its position between the brows allow the vibrations of this chakra to work in a calm but powerful color indigo which is also the color of wisdom knowledge and spirituality finally we're back at the crown chakra where you imagine the white energy spinning around the chakra point visualize and feel 
this pristine light unblocking this last chakra and making way for all the negative energies to exit your body. Keep breathing naturally and relax your body with every breath. And when you feel ready and totally relaxed, gently open your eyes. And coming back to present moment awareness, we're back and feeling more relaxed than before, feeling more aware than before, aware of our thoughts and our space and time and just just our bodies and just feeling good, right? Yeah. So remember, take this time every day if you can, at least five minutes. I mean, what's five minutes? That's no time out of your day for self-care for yourself, you know? So take that time if you can. So let's go ahead and just jump right into this topic because I want to go ahead and just get into reading chapter one of The Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. And this is such an amazing book that I want to do this in four episodes and simply read the four chapters of this book because it is not that long. Um, it's probably about an hour long in audio. So we'll break it up into four parts and talk about it a little after each part. And just because this is a book that has so many gems in each sentence that it's just, you just don't want to miss a word of it. So uh, let's jump right in. All right. Chapter one, law and its operation. The world and all within it is man's conditioned consciousness objectified. Consciousness is the cause as well as the substance of the entire world. So it is to consciousness that we must turn if we would discover the secret of creation. Knowledge of the law of consciousness and the method of operating this law will enable you to accomplish all you desire in life. Armed with a working knowledge of this law, you can build and maintain an ideal world. Consciousness is the one and only reality. Not figuratively, but actually. This reality may, for the sake of clarity, be likened unto a stream which is divided into two parts, the conscious and the subconscious. In order to intelligently operate the law of consciousness, it is necessary to understand the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious. The conscious is personal and selective. The subconscious is impersonal and non-selective. The conscious is the realm of, of, the, of effect. The subconscious is the realm of cause. These two aspects are the male and female divisions of consciousness. The conscious is male. The subconscious is female. The conscious generates ideas and impresses these ideas 
on the subconscious. The subconscious receives ideas and gives form and expression to them. By this law, first conceiving an, an idea and then impressing the idea conceived on the subconscious, all things evolve out of consciousness. And without this sequence, there is not anything made that is made. The conscious impresses the subconscious, while the subconscious expresses all that is impressed upon it. The subconscious does not originate ideas, but accepts as true those which the conscious mind feels to be true, and in a way known only to itself, objectifies the accepted ideas. Therefore, through the power to imagine and feel and his freedom to choose the idea he will entertain, man has control over creation. Control over the subconscious is accomplished through control of your ideas and feelings. The mechanism of creation is hidden in the very depth of, of the subconscious, the female aspect or womb of creation. The subconscious transcends reason and is independent of induction. It contemplates a feeling as a fact existing within itself and on this assumption proceeds to give expression to it. The creative process begins with an idea and its cycle runs its course as a feeling and it ends in a volition to act. Ideas are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling. No idea can be impressed on the subconscious until it is felt, but once felt, be it good, bad, or indifferent, it must be expressed. Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. Therefore, the man who does not control his feeling may easily impress the subconscious with undesirable states. By control of feeling is not meant restraint or suppression of your feeling, but rather the disciplining of self to imagine and entertain only such feeling as contributes to your happiness. Control of your feeling is all important to a full and happy life. Never entertain an undesirable feeling, nor think sympathetically about wrong in any shape or form. Do not dwell on the imperfection of yourself or others. To do so is to impress the subconscious with these limitations. What you do not want done unto you, do not feel that is done unto you or another. This is the whole law of a full and happy life. Everything else is commentary. Every feeling makes a subconscious impression and unless it is counteracted by a more powerful feeling of an opposite nature must be expressed. The dominant of the two feelings is the one expressed. I am healthy 
is a stronger feeling than I will be healthy. To feel I will be is to confess I am not. I am is stronger than I am not. What you feel you are always dominates what you feel you would like to be. Therefore, to be realized, the wish must be felt as a state that is rather than a state that is not. Sensation precedes manifestation and is the foundation upon which all manifestation rests. Be careful. Be careful of your moods and feelings, for there is an unbroken connection between your feelings and your visible world. Your body is an emotional filter and bears the unmistakable marks of your prevalent emotions. Emotional disturbances, especially suppressed emotions, are the cause of all disease. To feel intensely about a wrong without voicing or expressing that feeling is the beginning of disease. Dis-ease in both body and environment. Do not entertain the feeling of regret or failure for frustration or detachment from your objective results in disease. Think feelingly only of the state you desire to realize. Feeling the reality of the state sought and living and acting on that conviction is the way of all seeming miracles. All changes of expression are brought about through a change of feeling. A change of feeling is a change of destiny. All creation occurs in the domain of the subconscious. What you must acquire then is a reflective control of the operation of the subconscious, that is, control of your ideas and feelings. Chance or accident is not responsible for the things that happen to you, nor is predestined fate the author of your fortune or misfortune. Your subconscious impressions determine the condition of your world. The subconscious is not selective. It is impersonal and no respecter of persons. Uh, Acts 10.34, Romans 2.11 The subconscious is not concerned with the truth or falsity of your feeling. It is always, it always accepts as true that which you feel to be true. Feeling is the absent of the subconscious to the truth of that which is declared to be true. Because of this quality of the subconscious, there is nothing impossible to man. Whatever the man Whatever the mind of the man can conceive and feel as true, the subconscious can can and must objectify. Your feelings create the pattern for which your world is fashioned, and a change of feeling is a change of pattern. The subconscious never fails to express that which has been impressed upon it. The moment it receives an impression, it begins to work out the ways of its expression. It accepts 
the feeling impressed upon it, your feeling, as a fact existing within itself and immediately sets about to produce in the outer or objective world the exact likeness of that feeling. The subconscious never alters the accepted beliefs of a man. It outpictures them to the last detail, whether or not they are beneficial. To impress the subconscious with a desirable state, you must assume the feeling that would be yours had you already realized your wish. In defining your objective, you must be concerned only with the objective itself. The manner of expression or the difficulties involved are not to be considered by you. To think feelingly on any state impresses it on the subconscious. Therefore, if you dwell on difficulties, barriers, or delay, the subconscious, by its very non-selective nature, accepts the feeling of difficulties and obstacles as your request and proceeds to produce them in your outer world. The subconscious is the womb of creation. It receives the idea onto itself through the feelings of man. It never changes the idea received, but always gives it form. Hence, the subconscious outpictures the idea in the image and likeness of the feeling received. To feel a state as hopeless or impossible is to impress the subconscious with the idea of failure. Although the subconscious faithfully serves man, it must not be inferred that the relationship is that of a servant to a master as was anciently conceived. The ancient prophets called it the slave and the servant of man. St. Paul personified it as a woman and said, quote, the woman should be subject to man in everything, end quote. And this is Ephesians 5.24, also 1 Corinthians 14.34, Ephesians 5.22, Colossians 3.18, and 1 Peter 3.1. The subconscious does serve man and faithfully gives form to his feeling. However, the subconscious has a distinct distaste for compulsion and responds to persuasion rather than to command. Consequently, it resembles the beloved wife more than a servant. Quote, the husband is head of the wife. End quote. Ephesians 5.23 May not be true of man and woman in their earthly relationship, but it is true of the conscious and the subconscious, or the male and female aspects of consciousness. The mystery to which Paul referred when he wrote, quote, this is a great mystery. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, and they too shall be one flesh, end quote, is simply the mystery of consciousness. Consciousness is really one and 
undivided by but for creation's sake, it appears to be to be divided unto two. The conscious objective or male aspect truly is the head and dominates the subconscious subjective or female aspect. However, this leadership is not that of a tyrant, but of a lover. So by assuming the feeling that would be yours were you already in possession of your ob- objective, the subconscious is moved to build the exact likeness of your absum- absum- assumption. <laughs> your desires are not subconsciously accepted until you assume the feeling of their reality. For only through feeling is an idea subconsciously accepted and only through this subconscious acceptance is it ever expressed. It is easier to ascribe your feeling to events in the world than to admit that the conditions of the world reflect your feeling. However, it is eternally true that The outside mirrors the inside. Quote, as within, so so without. As above, so below. So below, so above. As within, so without. As without, so within. This is the correspondence, uh, the law of correspondence, the second of the seven principles of Hermes Trismegistus. Um, and that's from the Kabbalion. A man can receive nothing unless it is given him from heaven. And that's John 3.27. And quote, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Luke 17.21. Nothing comes from without. All things come from within, from the subconscious. It is impossible for you to see other than the contents of your consciousness. Your world in its everyday detail is your consciousness objectified. Objective states bear witness of subconscious impressions. A change of impression results in a change of expression. The subconscious accepts as true that which you feel as true. And because creation is the result of subconscious impressions, you, by your feeling, determine creation. You are already that which you want to be. And your refusal to believe this is the only reason you do not see it. To seek on the outside for that which you do not feel you are is to seek in vain. For we never find that which we want. We find only that which we are. In short, you express and have only that which you are conscious of being and possessing. Quote, to him that hath, it is given. End quote. Mark 13, 12, 25, 29. Mark 4.25, Luke 8.18, and 19.26. Denying the evidence of the senses 
and appropriating the feeling of the wish fulfilled is the way to realization of your desire. Mastery of self-control of your thoughts and feelings is your highest achievement. However, until perfect self-control is attained so that in spite of appearances, you feel all that you want to feel, use sleep and prayer to aid you in realizing your desired states. These are the two gateways into the subconscious. And that's chapter one. Super powerful, right? I mean, gems, super gems. So let's just briefly go over it. Um, Basically, he describes the conscious mind as the male aspect of consciousness and the subconscious mind as the female aspect and how the, um, the male aspect or the conscious mind um, impresses ideas and feelings onto the subconscious or the female aspect of consciousness. So basically, um, what, there's, what he's saying in this book is that we have a lot, if not all, power over our own creations through our thoughts and feelings and impressing, using our conscious mind to impress those thoughts and feelings on our subconscious mind. And um, that's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. Um, I like the line where he says, um, what does he say? The You are already that which you want to be. And your refusal to believe that is the only reason you do not see it. So it I was just talking to a friend about this the other day, actually. And I was saying how I've been wanting to move out of the, the current city I live in. And then I thought about it for a second. And I said to myself, well, I said to him, obviously, I don't want to move because I'm still here. So... If I really admit to myself, um, yeah, okay, maybe I do see myself moving in the future. Um, you know, maybe I have this desire to move at some point. But if I really wanted to move, I would move, right? I would figure out a way to move. I would impress that desire and that feeling on my subconscious mind and my subconscious would make it happen. So obviously there's something within me that doesn't want to move because I'm still here. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's an example. But um, there's a million examples, right? There's a million ways that we make excuses for where we're at in life um, because of things that happen on the outside of us. And what that line to me really is saying is like, admit that whatever it is you want to be, you are at this current moment because that's what you're choosing to be. That's what you feel you are being. Now, if you feel you are being something else, you know, you can surely impress that on your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind will 
help you be that because you already feel that you are that. So it it's, oh man, it's so deep. It, it's so deep. It's like you really have to sit back and think about what do you really feel about yourself? What do you feel about who you are? Do you really, um, whatever it is that you desire, is it really something you truly, truly desire deep down? Do you, can you imagine what that desire would feel like if you actually had it? For example, if you wanted a new car, let's say, could you imagine having that new car while driving your old bucket? Could you could you create the feeling of what that would feel like if you were driving in that new car, even if you're not driving in it? So that's what the, that's what he's saying here in chapter one. That basically our thoughts and feelings, our conscious mind is impressing upon our subconscious mind and our subconscious mind expresses whatever our thoughts and feelings are in the outer world. It creates. So it's the womb of womb of creation. So this is why we're um, learning to be mindful of our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings. And meditation is most definitely a great way to help with that. Um, it just it just helps you calm your mind. It helps you be aware of your thoughts, be more aware of your feelings, three be just more aware of your state of consciousness. And that's what we're talking about. And even in the last episode, um, we were talking about creative blocks and uterine fibroids in episode 30 and how um, Dr. Jewel Pugram talked about states of consciousness in people with the same illnesses and how our states of consciousness really is the the main cause of all of our dis-ease. And in this chapter, he speaks on that too, right? He talks about how emotional disturbances is the cause of all diseases. And um, he says, to feel intensely about a wrong without voicing or expressing that feeling is the beginning of disease, dis-ease in both body and environment. Do not entertain the feeling of regret or failure for frustration or detachment from your objective results in disease. So basically, you know, being very mindful of our um, states of consciousness and how we are expressing our feelings is really important and not suppressing those feelings. Um, because as he says here, that is actually the cause and this, the beginning of disease and discomfort in your body. And when you begin to become aware of your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings, you can then control those negative thoughts and emotions and feelings. 
it's not like you you won't ever have them but now they're not controlling you you're able to be aware of them you're a, you're able to um maybe even figure out where some of that stuff is coming from this is this is what meditation does does and um as we we're going to see in further chapters um Neville Gar- Goddard talks about sleep and he talks about prayer now in chapter three when he talks about prayer you'll see that um when he describes prayer he he really is describing meditation so uh i i'm gonna say chapter three is really about meditation and you'll see when we get there that he's literally describing uh, meditation and how to uh help calm your 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 thoughts and um control your emotions more it's helped me tremendously honestly i'm i mean i'm not saying i'm fully in control of my emotions cuz i'm a super emotional person but definitely meditation has helped me be way more mindful and in control of my emotions and thoughts and feelings so Anyway, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, Yeah. And, you know, what do we have to do? We have to do the inner work to create a shift in our own consciousness. And this creates a shift in the collective consciousness. And that's the goal. So, yeah, don't forget, if you want to support us, please do. Please go to anchor.fm slash 